The Sportsy Show. Welcome to the Sportsy Show. I'm Banner. Guru. And we're here to talk some shit. <laughs> All right. Starting off with uh, WWE Backlash from, I guess, two nights ago? The Saturday night or Sunday night? Sunday night, but this is yeah. real early Tuesday morning, technically. Yeah, we'll still go with one night. Last yeah, night, basically, for us. One sleep. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what was the big news? What happened? Did, uh, th- did hold on, I have to ask first. Did, uh, what was his name? I was poking fun of his name. The main event. AJ Styles. Did he walk away with the belt? He did. Oh. AJ Styles is your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Former TNA Champion. Former IWGP Champion. I know what none of that means, other than TNA. Everywhere he's been, he's he's won won the man. Now, do you think this is going to be a short run? Or a. They're going to give him a, a ride here for a little bit? I'm not too sure exactly what WWE has planned to do with the brands and whatnot, but I think this would be a great way to bring in this, quote, new era of wrestling because Dean Ambrose wasn't necessarily getting stale, but they needed to change it up. He's kind of a tweener, but more of a face. And I really feel like that title needed some heel heat. And AJ Styles is the perfect guy to put it on. Plus, when John Cena comes back, they can reignite their feud. And then it could involve the WWE Championship. So, I guess I would say AJ Styles, I'm expecting to have a legitimate reign. Alright, alright. What else, uh, what was the match of the night then there for? Match of the night, I would definitely say, was the WWE Championship. So, what, were you... Although the women's title match was amazing. The six-pack challenge, it started off the night, really good match. Lasted longer than I expected. Nikki Bella, my pick to win, did not win. So, do they have, like, the Raw Chicks... And are they like the divas on Raw? Or are they all divas? They're, they're all split. They're all women wrestlers. Okay, they've dropped the diva term. Okay, they've gotten rid of rid of that. Yeah. Okay. It's now the women's championship on Raw, and, the and now the women's Smackdown. Smackdown Live championship or whatever they're calling. And do they it, have like the, the universal? That's that's Raw's main title. I, they should have just called that title the WWE Raw World Championship. Okay, but they call it the Universal Women's yeah, Universal. Yeah. No, no. WWE Universal Championship is their main title. Fucking retarded. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. It, yeah. Ma- it makes the SmackDown one, like, then kind of second No, I feel or... like theirs is way better. They one, got... because it's the world title. It's the title that WWE has the most lineage in. Okay, it's the original? Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. So, that's the title you want. Not this fucking cheesemo Universal Championship. But either way, the first SmackDown Live Women's Champion is Becky Lynch. Makes sense. She was the first draft pick for WWE SmackDown. and She was their first pick? Their first female. Oh, okay. First female pick. And outside of Nikki Bella or Natalia winning, no one really deserved to win that title other than her. Man. Now, when they do bring Asuka up, it better be to fucking SmackDown because they need more women. Because the ones they have there aren't all great and established. Like Carmella, she's okay, but not great. So anything else that really stuck out on the The tag team title match was amazing. And who was that between? That was between the Usos ended up winning the right to get into that match. Their heel turn has been really good for them. And it makes them less stale. Okay. Um... And Heath Slater and Rhino did become the WWE SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions the first ever. And it just furthers the Heath Slater storyline, which is great. Which is a really fun storyline, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, I feel bad that I I can't comment on any of this, because I haven't watched... SmackDown ever. I have been watching the last few Raws, pay-per-views, checking them out and it's stuff. It's Tuesday nights. It's live. It's just like... It's it's better than Raw. 
like I don't know. I mean, maybe you will disagree. Well, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow night. I think then. it's better. I'll check it out tomorrow night. Um, the only match that I did not. Oh, also the Intercontinental Title match. The Miz, the Miz retained against Dolph Ziggler. Right, you said they're running with the Miz in there. Yeah, they're yeah. running pretty hard with the Miz. Uh, the only match I didn't comment about was the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton match. They basically ran with like an injury thing where Bray, or- Bray Wyatt um, injured Orton and then basically had the ref count like a 10 count. So Randy Orton forfeited supposedly and gives Bray Wyatt the win. But then they had Kane come down and fight Bray Wyatt. And then Bray Wyatt ended up losing because Randy Orton came down and gave him an RKO. And I'm just like, man, it just seems like WWE continues to bury Bray Wyatt. <laughs> they, don't, they don't give a shit, huh? And it's like, why would you bury this guy when he's such a great in-ring competitor and his character's amazing? He can talk on the microphone amazing, like... This is one of your future guys, and you're, like, every time on pay-per-view, you're just like, nah, we're going to have him lose. So, on another note of wrestling outside of the pay-per-view, um, I had read that it is super hyped, and I just checked to make sure that I had it right, and it was on a couple things that I read, that possibly in what I think you told me the worst match ever in WWE history is more than likely a replay for the next WrestleMania. Do you remember who you told me? If I think Goldberg it's Rick, versus Brock Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Is I've heard I've heard a bunch of stuff that Goldberg's one hundred percent come back, but now really? yeah, now I'm starting to hear though that it's going to be Goldberg Lesnar WrestleMania. You know it makes sense because it could play off the video game one. It helps you know sell a couple of video games and they'll be happy. It also keeps both of them. Out of the main title pictures. Because they're both older guys that are good draws. But I don't want to see them winning a fucking title. Because they're not going to be there every fucking night. No, They're, they're not, not going to be there every fucking week. Going out there and laying the fucking groundwork. You know why? Because they've done it already. Let your fucking it depends. Kevin if they, if they can, If they can get away with what they did with like... Brock Lesnar's so big, they might be able to get away with what they did with Stone Cold for a long time when they were preserving Stone Cold. When they were like, he was there and involved a lot, but he wasn't he wasn't having matches, really. You know what I mean? It was more like just... at the end of his career? Not even at the end. In the early, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. He was, he was around a lot. He always was there every night, but it was always like... I feel like he didn't have a whole lot of matches when I remember. And I've been watching a lot of The Vault... And it really isn't. It's a lot of him just talking and going out and whooping on someone in the ring for two seconds and interrupting or something like that. He's not really doing a lot of matches. And it was just he was so popular that all they had to do was bring him out because it was like he had serious injury. Even towards the end of his career, he was already like five years past where he should have been because he had so much uh, injuries in his career. And that's why when, when he had the knee, when he had the neck, they were just running him out, running him out. And uh, they ran with that. And I could see the same thing happening with Brock and Goldberg. But the only thing that, like, and what I said before is the only thing that I don't like, and I'm like, uh, for the sport, for not sport, but for the entertainment value, it is good to have these guys having these big names and having these main event matches. But at the same time, in my opinion, for someone I would think like yourself and for like more hardcore fans, to me, from the outside looking in, or for not so hardcore fans, it, it diminishes the titles a little bit. When I, when you're an outside fan and you don't pay attention to what's going on, and you're just kind of watching it to watch it and say like you do get a or you do order it and you do get the pay per view when you're watching, in your opinion, it doesn't matter who the champs are. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, they're going at it, and to whoever is new to it or whoever's coming on, championships don't really mean that much, and it's. You know what I mean? Kind of almost kind of like what the UFC did with Conor McGregor and his title, where it's kind of like, well, he went on and had these other fights and isn't even going back to it. In my opinion, who gives a shit who has the fucking, like he basically gave up the belt pretty much. And it's like, well, as long as that has happened and that guy never beats McGregor, who gives a fuck? The title's dead. And that's because Gregor's such a star. And I kind of think the same thing with 
Gold, maybe not Goldberg so much, but with uh, Brock Lesnar for sure. That is, is, does his star outshine the championship belt? No, and this is why. Well, no, I know to you, no, but I'm saying this people is, like me. This is why, to people like you. Okay. You book him to lose to the champion at a pay-per-view. It doesn't have to be one of the big ones. It can be one of the smaller ones. And then you're just saying, oh, Brock Lesnar's going to headline this pay-per-view and he's going to go for the Universal Championship against Kevin Owens. And then he loses to Kevin Owens. A clean loss or not a clean loss, he still loses to Kevin Owens. That's going to make Kevin Owens look not only that much better, it also legitimately goes, this is why he does not outshine the title. Has Brock made any appearance since the Randy Orton thing? Has he made any appearance? I don't think so. Nothing off the top of my head. Like no Raw, not popping up on Raw but or anything. Heyman can come out and say no, something. No, I've seen Heyman come out, but I wasn't sure if I... Maybe missed at a point or anything like that about uh, Brock coming around. Because it is weird that we talked about that before, that they're doing that rematch on a Saturday It's just in-house show. But I know it's just whatever, but still, it's not like they're going to, you know, to the Allstate Arena. It's not like they would have a problem probably filling it without Brock Lesnar. So I, know, I just don't get it. My thing is, you said you saw it on ESPN. Mm-hmm. How big was it? It was... When you click on the WWE tab, it was the first. Was it ESPN Chicago? No, no, it was just ESPN. Because a lot of the commercials and stuff like that, guarantee you none of these other fucking cities are seeing this. Yeah, you don't think so? No. Well, I mean, who gives a fuck about like you think? I know, but why? But why even, even New Jersey? If Brock Lesnar fuck about if, a match, if, in but, Chicago it, but if on you're Saturday? not wanting to use Brock Lesnar that much, and like Brock Lesnar's not getting that much, and his and his one of his things with. You know, not being a champion is that he doesn't want to be around as much. Why does he come do this? Because. For him, why is he doing it? It's fucking money. No, I know it's money, but why wouldn't they? Also, I just what don't... it is, is it's probably in his contract. I don't know how their contracts work. I'm not going to pretend to to know how their contracts work. But you think work. maybe there's something where but he has to do X what amount I'm guessing is there is a certain amount of dates that he has to do. In a given amount of time. Well, I was kind of wondering, was there anything with, uh, like you said, that maybe they're running it on the network? You it's think possible, that's possible? But the fact that the they network? haven't said anything about it makes me think no. Because if they were running it on the network, it would be a special. Plus, it would mean that there was three, you know, quote, pay-per-views in, in the one same, month. In the same month. Even though one of them's a, quote, special that's happening on a Saturday night. In Chicago with real no build or anything like that. It's probably just a bunch of fucking matches from guys on Raw and SmackDown. And I just don't think that Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg brings down any of the titles. One, I don't think Goldberg's good enough to win the title anymore. He hasn't wrestled in forever. And Brock Lesnar doesn't need a fucking title in the WWE to be relevant. No, I know. I get it. I know he doesn't. it's better for him to lose... Going for one every so often. Because it makes, one, the other guys in the company look good. Because, let's be honest, just because you can get ratings from fucking Brock Lesnar doesn't mean you should. Because if you really want to stay around, you really want to stay a company, and you want to stay in business, you should worry about 10 years down the line, 5 years down the line. Who's going to get you there? Brock Lesnar or Seth Rollins? Brock Lesnar or fucking Sami Zayn? Brock Lesnar or fucking Kevin Owens? Yeah, but the family's getting older. You never know, man. They could be trying to pump this sucker as big as they can and sell it out. I doubt it. It's going to come a time. Considering that there was no WWE or WWF or whatever the fuck it was. It was all territories. And then the McMahon family bought up all these territories. Own all this shit? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And they're then not made the build com- it, They're so. not going to fucking sell it out of the family. In fact, the kids who are about to inherit this shit whenever Vince McMahon goes away, they have families. Both of them have families. This is staying in the McMahon family. Whether it be right. the McMahon Helmsley or whatever the fuck Triple H's last name is, Levisque, 
whatever. You know, like it'll still be bloodline. It, it's to gonna him. be bloodline McMahon. I family. gotcha. It's never gonna leave that at least in our lifetime. Well, you got anything else on uh, the wrestling aspect? Nope. All right. So for an easy transition from wrestling, let's go to CM Punk tapping the fuck. Out. Embarrassingly lost. Looked a hundred percent like he had no business being in. I don't that think ring. it was embarrassing. He it lasted longer than I kind of expected. I wanted him to get out of the first round just because the guy that he was fighting had was two and zero and had won both of his matches in the first round. So I was like, shit, if Punk can get out of the first round, that's a win. It went exactly like I thought, and I know you're like, well, I think he did better. He survived. Two minutes from getting his neck choked. Don't get me wrong, but the way he got taken down was an amateur. Like the way he did not defend or anything like that. You don't see guys get taken like that down in the UFC. Because he's you just not. Don't. He's not a fighter. No, he's not a fighter at all. It's embarrassing. I I'm mean, sad for him. I have a lot. Of, can't train two years and expect to get in the, the get in the I know with the guy who's been doing it for seven. I know you probably didn't Eight. watch like the post fight press conference and everything like that with Punk, but uh, I did, and he actually broke down with crying. Um, it's kind of sad. I kind of felt. I kind of felt really bad for him. I mean, like it just shows that he really. I mean, he was a hundred percent into it, and he really thought that he he might have a shot. He might have a shot, and and Dana White immediately said he will not be fighting again. Well, I mean, in the he, UFC, he, CM Punk did say though that he he is he will be fighting. You know, he in the lower. looked like he did not deserve to be there. Yeah, no, he didn't deserve to be there, and I think. He thought inside, he thought, you know, because of whatever, I'm going to show him that I do deserve. And I think that's why he ended up breaking down because he really didn't deserve no, to be No, exactly. There. And I think um, at that point he knew he didn't deserve it. To but... his credit, though, I do actually think a lot of people think Gail's a jobber and think Gail's a joke and blah, blah, blah. The kid's young. He's hungry. I loved his fuck. The way he talked at the end of his shit where he cut his little self-promo that was... I liked it. I thought it was awesome. I think he... I would really like to see him fight Sage Northcutt. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I mean, it might happen. I think they're separated by weight classes, if I'm right. I think Sage Northcutt actually fights at a lighter class. Um, but I don't know. Gail, Gail might fight at a wider, lighter class himself. He might be able to get down to 155. He's a pretty thin guy. Um, however... Yeah, he might have gone up to fight Punk because Punk... Had to cut a shitload of fucking I would, weight. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Gall's uh, stand-up a little bit better to see really what he has on the feet. The other guy that he fought was pretty terrible. It was easy to go, but all in all, I was pretty sure. I either thought it was going to be a quick TKO or it was going to be a rear naked choke. And CM Punk came out so aggressive to try and set the, set the tone and set the pressure and the kid just, I mean, literally speared him into the ground. <laughs> like, it was literally like fucking edge spear, dude. Like, he fucking drilled his ass. Um, but enough of that. I don't want to beat up on CM Punk too much. It was, a, it was a good effort. It was cool. CM Punk was, like, pretty much almost, I would, you know, live in, got to live what a lot of people's fantasies are. And that would be a lot of people that are into it that could go train two years. And just go get a shot to go fight in the UFC. I mean, I think, I think that's a lot of people's dreams that would be able to be, a, you know, to do that. A lot of people that watch it. Um, other than that, though, the other two uh, matchups, the the co-main event, and the main event, co-main event was pretty lackluster outside the immediate flying jump kick to the face. Yeah, I can't believe disgusting. that did knock that dude the fuck out. Yeah, dude. No, I couldn't believe it either. The and then, fact that he didn't get knocked out from that, I was like. Phew. Dude, you yeah. should have won just from that. And like, the was... fact that you are, like, still standing. And, like, he didn't yeah. even go down. He yeah. was just kind of like... Ugh. And Werdum is a big dude. So, he got... it wasn't like just someone hit him with that. It was like a big motherfucker hit him with that. Like, a big dude kicked him right in the fucking face. Like, fucking Lou Kanged his ass, dude. But, dude, huh? that guy was doing weird things the whole time. He kept on doing, like, somersault Yeah, no, it, he was actually, like, as much as, like, the fight wasn't that good. And even though he should... Of been able to finish Brown because there was that one point in time where he threw that punch. Brown blocked it with his hand and it snapped his finger. And the ref stopped it when he shouldn't have. And the ref should have kept letting that going. And Brown looked really freaked out about his finger. And I'm pretty sure 
he probably would have gotten TKO there. I'm not saying he would have gotten knocked out cold, but I think he was so concerned about the finger, it would have been blast on him, and the ref stopped that when the ref should not have stopped that. So a little bit of controversy there with that, but Redoom dominated the fight. Uh, Brown had a couple lefts that he hit him with here and there that weren't really super significant. looked like they had stiffened him up a little bit. Um, but other than that, he really didn't do much. Uh, it was a good fight for Verdum. Uh, Brown's starting to look like a jobber of the heavyweight division, though. He's lost to a lot of significant guys. A lot of significant guys. Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, big old ogre. Maybe that's why she likes him, because he's a little bit bigger, but she still whoop his ass. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Uh, but then the main event of the night was actually pretty awesome. That was a, it was as good of a fight you can get out of the heavyweights. It was kind of a comeback fight in somewhat where... Miotic got rocked with a big Oh, my left God, hand. dude. When he went down, too, like, I was like, oh, shit. And then he was like, nah, dude, I get back up. Yep, and then almost almost got choked out and then ended up just, uh, I don't know. Like, I kind of thought that Overeem, it looked like Overeem had gotten hurt. I don't know if he just, like, no, dude, the guy's gassed just, out or I, something. I but he, the guy looked like he was running scared the entire yeah. fucking fight. And really, the UFC has to fucking do something about this. Well, there's they nothing really to can say do. where you can it's, be like, you cannot run away from your opponent. Um, if a guy gets you uh, inside the cage. Like, I mean, like, get you cornered in a corner of the cage. Yeah, you, I mean, like, sometimes you do have to you bolt out. You can separate, you can accept- but you cannot run away. Like, like, the last two fucking pay-per-views, there's been one guy in the main event running away from his opponent. Yeah, but, okay, I, I get what you're saying. However, it's not like, and I know you're talking about the McGregor fight. It's not like McGregor wasn't engaging hard at times, and it wasn't like Overeem wasn't either. They were both engaging big time. They were both stepping in the pocket and throwing. It was just both of them were trying to get out. When the, when the other guys are loading up, they're escaping. You know, and that was those guys. And that's what makes me think maybe Overeem ran out of gas a little bit because he, when they would get really in close, he would jet out of there. And I think I was wondering maybe if he was afraid of the clinch or something, or maybe he was trying to save his gas tank at the same time too. But he ended up getting knocked the fuck out. And from everything I hear, from other listening to other podcasts and other fighters, it couldn't have happened to a fucking more of a prick guy. Oh, dude, the, the best part about that whole thing was when he's all like, oh, yeah, uh, he tapped out. Yeah, and then Joe Rogan just and then he's busts like, him. He's like, oh, so uh, where did where did he tap out on this replay? Let's look at it, man. Let's look at it. And yeah. he's like, oh, well, you can't see it because the ref's in the way, but uh, I totally felt it. But, yeah, Joe Rogan did. Back off a little bit. I mean, Overeem well, was a giant cynic like He did back off a little Rogan. bit after he busted about like, ah, I could see where you thought that. And you're like, you lied, like, son well, of a bitch. I didn't see it, but uh, you're afraid of that. You're afraid you're of getting gonna... smashed right now. I, I could see where you thought that. Yeah, but it was definitely still uh, one of Joe Rogan's more awesome fucking yeah, moments he just ever. Calls him up. Well, just... let's see where it is on this uh, fucking screen right let's, here. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, you, you can see it clearly because he didn't even have the choke in that long. He had it, like, briefly, and the guy almost got it, and dude, then it's even fucking funny jumped too because out because of it. Joe Rogan's you know? all like, it's like, it actually looks like he's trying to actively get out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, he's like, trying to suck it your he, hands. Why would he be tapping out if he's trying to get out? Yeah, no, yeah, he was definitely a little smug. Uh, and it was good, but then he definitely at the end there backed it up where he's like, oh, I felt it, and he's like, I could see that. And like, then, yeah, I guess so. as the rest of the world chuckles with him inside their heads. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, but it was all in all, that was worth my uh, $65 for the pay per view. I liked yeah, it, I enjoyed fuck it. Overeem. Yeah, no, he's a doucher. From, I, I mean, I've never met him. And actually, Mickey Gale, at the end of his fight, McGall, at the end of his fight, actually gave Overeem props. So it seemed like Overeem was nice to him, showed him around, kind of was trying to keep him mentally uh you know stable but that's that's one thing those two men uh you know have in common they both beat down no they both beat down wwe stars when overeem first came in that was overeem's first fight was against lesnar and that was lesnar's last fight in the ufc i think Uh, until mark hunt and overeem beat on him bad well lesnar's a wrestler yeah he's a wrestler he can he can beat certain guys but if you put him up against well-rounded guys he's gonna get Oh. He's gonna get destroyed, but thanks. Didn't... But it's no, honestly, it's thanks to him that the heavyweight division evolutionized, because it may, it went from like one guy was so great at one thing. It wasn't like he had all these great wins, like a long streak. But it was that he was such a threat. It just made, you know, 
you got Cain Velasquez's, you got Junior Dos Santos, you got Elishin Overeem's. Not that he dictated that, but I just think it made everyone's game rise to a new level because he blew through the scrubs that were in the division when he came. The Frank Mears, the Randy Couture's. I mean, Randy Couture wasn't even a heavyweight, and he was you know, running shit in the heavyweight division. And he wasn't even really a true heavyweight. All right. Moving on. All right. Well, we're going to move on here to some uh, NFL action because finally football is fucking here on an every week basis. I'm talking Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, baby. I, it was a great, and it was a amazing week for football. Even though the Bears lost, uh, it's okay. It was There were so many down-to-the-wire games well, that were awesome. Before we get into it, I just want to let everybody know that you know, if you follow us at the Sportsy Show on Twitter, you're going to get all these links and stories and all these things like that that you can check out for yourself and know about all this goddamn action that they got going on in the NFL and all these other sports, UFC, WWE, pro wrestling. You're going to get it all from the guys over here at the Sportsy Show. And if you like that, check out at 50 Randy Quaid's for your movie review needs, baby! All right. Uh, hopefully we get a sponsor one day to fill that segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if we're going to do uh, NFL news, um, can't really start anywhere else, but I guess we'll start with the Bears because... it was it, The Bears looked really good in the first half. They looked great. Um, and they didn't even look horrible in the first half. They just didn't really do anything. They just The offense totally stalled. The defense played... In my opinion, the defense actually played a really a really good game. They got ripped up on the ground um, quite a bit. But, I mean, when you have guys like Hopkins and Fuller spreading the field, it's really hard to stack nine in the box. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they were getting ripped, but they were to- they were totally containing. They were looking good. They had the, some of their defensive backs were making great plays. They kind of kept Hopkins in check outside of uh, his touchdown that he had, and he had some other catches. But, really, um, Porter did a great job on him. They just, uh, you know, couldn't. Who do the Bears have next week? Philly, Monday night. Uh, and it's like, what do you even think? It's like, it's what What do you think? Is yeah, Cleveland that bad? Is, is Cleveland that bad? Right. Or is Philly for, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Carson is his name, right? Carson, Carson once. Yeah. That motherfucker looks for real. Yeah. Like, if I'm LA, I'm all like, fuck. Well, they got all. Did we pass on this dude that. Could be starting for us instead of Goff, who we didn't even fucking dress. But, I mean, the Eagles have the better offensive line. The Eagles, I mean, for sure have the better wide receivers. I don't even think that's a question. I mean, they got, dude, they got a lot of fucking talent over there. They got Matthews, they got Aguilar, they got fucking... They're better wide receivers than what team? Than L.A. Oh, okay, because I would... L.A.'s got Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin hasn't really done shit. I would argue that Cleveland might have the same caliber to maybe better oh yeah no i was Corey coleman i uh, mean we didn't really see much from him but other than the, his first catch was a bomb dude in the triple coverage yeah i don't know what RG3 you think about certain a teams bad right mistake now. right there before he fucking went down with that shoulder injury that's gonna put uh, him out for like half a season yeah and i think i think we could be seeing the beginning of that for rg3's career I mean, Honestly. what is he, like 190 pounds? The guy looks like he can't withstand the wind. Banner, it's what I've been telling you since after he got, like, I remember just what the year, it was the year my son was born, 2012, and I remember just watching RG3, and he looked great, but it was just like every time the dude would get hit, he was, like, getting scraped off the floor. He was just getting, dude, it was just a gnar, it was just watching him because he's so... Small. Don't get me wrong. Height wise, no, he's pro- he's taller than Russell Wilson. He's taller than a few other quarterbacks. Yeah, but, but he it's is he's a just bean. he's a string bean. He just doesn't have the body for it. He doesn't have an NFL body. As weird like, as weird as I would never think I'd say that. No, it's just he can't. He can't. His body can't handle the punishment. Um. Speaking the, of punishment, Keenan Allen, torn ACL, done for the year. I mean, that's rough for the Chargers, my 
dynasty team. I feel like the Chargers are cursed. Well, I, I feel mean, like every year. It's not that bad for my dynasty. It's every fucking year. The Chargers, Something like, happens. just always injuries like crazy. Insane. Phillip Rivers can't catch a break out there. And actually, Phillip Rivers is probably one of my favorite quarterbacks. I like him a lot. You don't I hear a lot like about he's him. He's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league, along with Alex Smith. For sure. I think, like, uh, Matt Stafford. He's almost like Dan Marino ish. I mean, he, he's really good. Matt Stafford. Hey. Hey, so speaking of Stafford, hey, he had a healthy because game. Because he was the number. Five quarterback this week. Yeah, he had a, he had a great in LOE scoring. In LOE scoring, <laughs> he had no. He had a great game. The Lions had a great game. Um, it was a nail biter. Um, so are they for real? Is Indy for real? I don't know. I don't think I know that. Who's I know Indy has a tough another tough game. We'll see. They they're in Denver, I believe. Detroit should be two and zero. Who are they playing? They're playing Tennessee. They're playing Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee did not look good. And um, I mean, they weren't like absolutely horrible. They didn't look good they against looked the Chicago team. Bears esque though, where they were playing really solid and then just kind of fell apart. They imploded though. I mean, they had through a pick six, they just a lot of bad yeah, things. Yeah, but it makes me think they played an offense that couldn't do anything. Yeah. They did. I mean, the AP Lions only had 30... put up thirty nine points. Yeah. So I mean, okay, take off two of those points because two of those points were in a crazy safety at the end of the game, right? So even still, 37 <sighs> points the Lions put up, that's no slouch. I mean, that's more than Minnesota put up. I mean, it, it goes to say, who knows how good Minnesota's defense really is. You know, their their has been good. Uh, yeah, their D's been good, but let's say Detroit lets up, what, they let up a lot of points. They let up 35 points to Andrew Luck, though. We all agree that Andrew Luck is a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So, is Marcus Mariota going to put up 35 points? No, but I think Tennessee's defense is substantially better than the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts have arguably the worst defense defense in the league. And Tennessee... Just held Adrian Peterson. Don't get me wrong. They they had Sean Hill at quarterback, whatever. But they got a lot of weapons at wide receiver. They have are you know still probably the best running back in the game. Uh, you know maybe outside Le'Veon Bell. They have you know so and they locked him down. They shut down. They shut that team down. And if in if uh, Mario doesn't throw a pick six, that game's extremely close. It's a but, defensive game. Hey, I mean AP's thirty one. Okay, is it is it? Am I totally out of line by saying I don't want to say Tennessee necessarily shut down AP? Maybe AP's age shut down AP? I mean, I watched a lot of the game because Tom also has Adrian Peterson, and we got to see a lot of it, and it was just like he had nowhere to go. It wasn't like he was, like, getting caught from behind or, like, you know, there was nowhere to go. He was getting hit in the backfield just constantly, and it was like he was having to, like, work extremely hard just to get a yard or two. So it was like, it was a really hard game to judge. I the think the Lions did a lot of. Um, they used their running backs very well. Oh yeah, they did a total. They did probably almost. Abdullah got a lot more. Uh, run run, but Riddick, well Riddick didn't get a whole lot more catches. I think he got like one or two more catches than um, Abdullah. They I think together scored three touchdowns. Yeah, Riddick had two and Abdullah had one, and together they had a crazy game for a running back. I mean, you could have started to do the one in fantasy. Yeah. Um, honestly, um, we'll see how it goes from here on out. You know, of of where that goes, I don't know who. I still don't know who the running back to own is. As much as I like Abdullah, it's just like I would like, say both. At this point, going forward, I would say both. I think it's gonna. I think it's kind of equal. I think you have more upside with Abdullah, but I think you have more security with Riddick. And I think both of them are starters. I think both of them, yeah. after both that, are like are, RB2s, honestly. RB2 top 20 guys. Flex. Yeah, at, at the very least a flex. But I, I think both of them can be arguable, you know, for two. But And then again, this is week one. They did just play the Colts. Russell Wilson. It was horrible. It wasn't a great game. Is That's he okay? Sure. Yeah, he's good. They're saying he's good. All, all MRIs came back. Everything's negative. Nothing was... Uh, Nothing's wrong. He'll be ready to go. 
And they're playing L.A. They're playing L.A., who just got steamrolled. So uh, uh, they got, they looked like fucking garbage. Yeah. And Aaron Donaldson getting ejected from the game there at the end of it. Yeah, flipping fucking, out. And then he flips out. He'll be suspended. Like, for sure. Dude. Yeah, no, that, that was... He's a uh, captain. That was ugly. One of their best players. How do you expect... Like, okay, so if you're L.A., how do you expect to get any better if you only have, like, three or four good players and they may not even resign? Like, you got Tavon Austin, right? After watching that game, I don't even know if L.A. would win a game this season except for they get to play the 49ers again. And I think the 49ers still after this are garbage. Yeah, I think the 49ers go 2-14. and 14. <laughs> Two wins against fucking L.A. Yeah, two wins against them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, they did look. I mean, they look solid, you know. And they're, if Carlos Hyde stays healthy, they could be solid. You know, I would, Blaine Gabbert looked decent as a stopgap guy. He looked okay. He ran a lot. They ran him a lot. They're gonna need to draft another quarterback. Is what it comes down. Yeah, to. Yeah, they're gonna have to do something. And, and what's crazy is watching that. It's like Colin Kaepernick just must have regressed so bad because they are running does the Colin, type of offense that is like does Colin Kaepernick, made for him. When does he get traded? I don't know. I don't know if he does. I don't know if anyone will take him. You don't think Cleveland takes a, a chance on him? Mm, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know because, especially with this whole fucking controversy thing with all these fucking you're, dumb you're, fucking... Yeah, he, he didn't stand. He's the number one selling jersey in America right now. Yeah, I, I would... Which is which goes to like prove a point. I mean, but there's so many ignorant yeah, people online. If you're another team, why don't you want to sell jerseys? Why don't you want to bring some sort of attention to your team? Especially if you're a losing team. With the way this country's going, dude, it's like probably a matter of time before someone fucking kills them or something, dude. With how things, dude, with how whacked out I mean, everyone is nowadays. I could see it. Yeah, my forefathers fought for this country. Fuck you. Yeah, a black guy um, not until... kneeling to a song a white slave owner made. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not standing. And you know what, you know what kills me is when Goodell or someone else says, well, I don't agree with it. Well, you know what? I don't agree with you having a team called the Redskins. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It's your fucking league. Do with what you want. You know. But you know what? You're going to have racial fucking slurs out there as a team name. Yeah. But you guys are going to flip fucking shits when a guy decides he doesn't want to stand for a song. Right. Suck my dick. And especially, and on top of it, that and my biggest thing is, has been is like, it's a black dude not standing for a song a white slave owner wrote. Well, Look it up. Look up too. the guy from the and anthem. He owns slaves. People are it's like, crazy. People are like, oh, you're not oppressed. You were raised by white people. Blah, blah. You're rich and shit like that. But like, it, I, he can still have a, a point of view and it's because he's an athlete. It's because he, he has, has a, voice. a public yeah. voice. It, brings light to the situation and that's why i'm glad he's doing it because it brings light to the situation it brings light to the to what's happening and he's a big enough person to say i don't give a shit i can turn off my fucking twitter i can not go on facebook but you know what i can't do i can't tell you know, racist people to stop being racist because right. that's just that's too your much craziness in right. your brain saying I don't like black people because they're black. And it's funny too because it's like every single person is like a super. Every person that bitches at him is such a contradiction because it's like that's his right. Yeah. And it's like they're trying to they're trying to bash him to change his mind like, and his opinion. We hate America. <laughs> we hate freedom. You obey. <laughs> like it's so fun. It's just so funny. I don't even let's. Let's just drop it because it's like it's just you too stand much. up and fucking salute that flag that gives you the freedom to sit down, you piece of shit. <laughs> that's right, that's exactly. like, it's like what? You guys are like, pathetic. Do you get what you said? Right? Can you contradict yourself any fucking more in life about these things? All right, just updating our bets real quick. So currently, I have four bets. One is pretty big one. The Lions. Versus the Bears and total wins. Yeah, you're up one on me there. One to nothing versus zero to one. <coughs> versus zero to one. 
Then we have Houston quarterbacks versus Denver quarterbacks in League of Enthusiasm scoring. 18 Houston, 10 Denver. I still like my chances in that a lot, actually, though. Then we have Matt Ryan on top 20 quarterback. He is currently the sixth quarterback right behind Matthew Stafford. Let's just hope the season ends today. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Oakland versus Bears win-loss record. Oakland won, Bears 0-1. Yeah. So, that was a that was that was a great win though. Like it was, was like even crazy. though it like hurts me or whatever, I'm like that was a ballsy move. But it, the the funny thing is is it's like, "Oh, what a great play." And it's like you know, this and that, but it's like, if that play doesn't happen, then it's like, Jack Del Rio's on TV like, dumbass, you know, like, Raiders fans are booing him and want his head on a fucking stick, but now he's like, this dude's got grit, you know, like, it's like, this guy's hardcore, but it's like, if the play doesn't happen, it's like, such a different turn of events, he's such a, he's on ESPN, they're showing the pitcher on the sideline, making the, wow, wow, you know, fucking like, just ripping on him and shit, dude, so it's like, uh, like it's just funny how things work like that. You know what I mean? No, if they didn't get it, it wouldn't have been like balls you call, understood it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but now like that he gets it, it's like every fan there is like, that's what I would have done too. Yeah, that's just funny. How All that right, shit works. So now we're gonna get into more of a fantasy note when we enter the championship chatter with the commissioner. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna focus on the league of enthusiasm. Right now, and uh, I was three and two in my picks. I don't know what my picks are. I'd have to go through and read it. I'll probably do it, and I'll have like two for next week or whatever. Uh, but the high score in our league this week was the MacFlop serving with 131 points. Yeah, his team went off pretty nicely, actually. He, uh, Tore through the ranks, but I was right behind him with 126 when I whooped your ass. Well, yeah, you know, sometimes you just can't win because John Brown puts a fucking goose egg in. Gronk sits out. Well, I don't know if I got a goose egg from Barnage. Ugh, ugly week for tight ends all across the world. Yeah, I had to substitute Gronk with uh, Clive Warford. From Oakland, he ended up getting me two points, which I guess is better than the zero. Two hundred percent more than my burnage. <laughs> yeah, than what I would have gotten with Grok, but it's still two points. Like fuck, I need more points out of my tight end than fucking two. And the thing that screwed you was the Minnesota and the Seahawks. If you would have had them swapped, that uh, probably well, wins you the you, thing. How do you not start Seattle defense against Miami? I gotcha, but I mean, I I don't know. If I'm you, well, for me, I wouldn't know because, yeah, Minnesota's playing Tennessee. But I think Seattle's got LA. LA. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Gotta start Seattle. Yeah, but you have a tough matchup with come get next week, too. I'll beat his ass. You uh, hope so. All right, so we do MVP voting system in the League of Enthusiasm. Okay, so the way that this works is the highest scoring non-quarterback on your team gets one point the guy that and he has to start and then if your team wins that week he gets an additional point so he could get two points or two votes and that's for position players right those are for position players so <clears throat> anything just outside it could also be a defense though too or and, a kicker and then the kickers are just the, it's the, just anything that's not a quarterback gotcha so there's a tie for first place and a tie for second place. Nobody in third place this week. So for first place tie for two votes is C.J. Anderson, A.J. Green, D'Angelo Williams, Brandon Cooks, and Larry Fitzgerald, all of which went off. Did I just hear Larry Fitzgerald's name? Yeah, I lost. Larry Fitzgerald did fucking uh, better than John Brown. Good thing we did not make that uh Let's I don't care. Segment. I don't care. You were thinking Fitzgerald's time is up, and it, John Brown got one catch. <laughs> All right. So how about this? Rest of the season? No, this week. Who are they playing? I don't know. Well, Larry Fitzgerald versus John Brown. Well, hold on one second. Let me. Let me see. Tampa Bay. I'll take that action. All right. Let's gamble. Ten dollars. 
Let's, Let's gamble. gamble. All right. So for second place, there was a six-way tie with one vote. Well, yeah. Where? What's his name? Spencer oh, Spencer Ware. Ware. Matt Forte. David Johnson. Latavius Murray. Jeremy Macklin. And Antonio Brown. All Ooh. of which went the fuck off. Antonio Brown had two touchdowns. However, it sounds like Antonio Brown lost. He did lose. Which is rough because he got that game from him. Much like my Andrew Luck game in Dynasty. 35 points and I still lost. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's rough. And then on top of that in Dynasty, we'll get to that later. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Then we have the Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year rankings. Now, the reason why it's the Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year, it's for straight killing it. (laughs) And there is one lone man in first place, and that would be Andrew Luck. Yeah. He, because the way that we score this is you get one point for being the highest quarterback that played this week on your team. One point if you win. An additional point if the quarterback won. if you are the highest one of the week, so you can get three points. And so the high oh I get what you're saying. So the highest on your team, the high and the team wins, and your team wins, and then the third is is if uh, you're the highest scoring quarterback if he's the highest scoring quarterback in that. Yeah, that so league. potentially you could get just two if like you didn't win. But he got three. But he got three. So Andrew Luck is... Yeah, me alone. and Winston got two, though. And then tied for second with two points are Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Carson Palmer, and Jameis Winston. Famous Jameis Winston had a huge game. Yeah, he did. He's in the top five. He did. He had a, he had a few weeks like that last year, though, where he was really big. and it's Drew another, that's a, That's another person huge that... Huge game. I have Winston... And as good as that game was, it's still I'm still worried about it about him a little bit just because he was playing the Falcons, <laughs> and I and I do still think uh, Tampa and Atlanta are probably the bottom of that division right now. I do not think Tampa is the bottom of that division. I think Tampa is going to be real good. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. I think Atlanta is going to be fucking garbage. Yeah, they're not. But... They're not looking too good. Their defense just looks brutal. Yeah. I mean, they let up four touchdowns. They had a pick, but they still let up four touchdowns. A lot touchdowns. of bad defenses right now. And that's where I was happy about the Bears. I'm like, ah, oh, he gave up 20 points. At least he only did that. It's not like the last couple of years where it was like, giving up, what was it, like 50 back-to-back weeks or some shit. I was like, oh, God, those were like the dog days of the Bears for me. Worst teams I've ever seen. And then tied with uh, one point each is going to be Blake Bortles, Eli Manning, Andy Dalton, Matthew Stafford, and Cam Newton. Ugh. Cam and Cam. But he had a good week. This is something that goes MVP and Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year rankings. These go the entire regular season, which we do 14 games in the regular season. So, so the tallies will be there. They will be a change in all season long. Now we come to... The picks for this week. Week two. We have... Alright, so come get some versus my team, the Sportsy Squad. Alright. Who do you got? Alright, which one come get versus yourself? Aaron Rodgers and Roethlisberger. Well, Aaron Rodgers going up against Minnesota's D. I mean, if they're legit, that could be hard problematic. I think Stafford is going to shred Tennessee. And Derek Carr can shred Atlanta since we just saw Winston shred Atlanta. Roethlisberger and Cincinnati. Well, I mean, that that's statistically a... Or not statistically, but it's Should a, be a tough D. Should be a tough D. Plus, there's the rivalry going. Both those teams hate each other. Who'd Cincy just play, though? New York. Jets. Yeah. And they won. That wasn't like a super high-scoring game, but... The Jets were definitely moving the ball. Yeah, and I think Washington is also hot garbage. Yeah, they might be. They look pretty awful tonight. Yeah. They got destroyed. But Pittsburgh, honestly, Pittsburgh and Green Bay are my picks for the Super Bowl. 
So, you know my picks. What's that? New England and Detroit. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Detroit every year. Well, beginning. I mean that's your that's your personal loss. All right, so my Doug Martin might have a a hard time in Arizona, but I don't know because fucking know. the Patriots ran the fuck all over them. Yeah, Legarrette Blunt had some nice runs. I don't know what that Speaking is. of Legarrette Blunt, he's going up against Miami. Yeah, that could be good, but Miami Miami played uh, Seattle tough, but Seattle's running backs actually, when you put the two together, had a pretty good. Uh, He's got Keenan Allen good. still in his starting lineup, so I'm assuming that's going to change. Yeah. Uh, any other notable notes here? I'm starting Seattle because they're playing LA. Do I have anybody who I could substitute in for John Brown? Um, maybe Coleman. I mean, I, I kind of want to see it again before I put Coleman in. Maybe I'll put in Justin Forsett running up against uh, Cleveland. Yeah, you might want to. Um, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to take come get in that matchup. Yeah, I'm definitely taking sports squad. Yeah, I'm sure you are. All right, so then we've got Rob Zombies versus the Weapon X Project. Weapon X Project has Blake Bortles going up against San Diego. We all saw how Alex Smith carved up their defense. Yeah, should be nice. that. Cutler against Philly. I mean, Cutler's always good for 15. Tyrod Taylor just looked like fucking hot Yeah, garbage. Buffalo looked like they could be in some and trouble this year. Cam Newton's going to shred San Francisco. San Francisco's coming back down to earth next week, and they're going to get fucking mollywobbed. How much would it be crazy, though, if, if they San beat Francisco Carolina? came out and beat them out, and they're 2-0, and Carolina's 0-2. Don't uh, bet on it, folks. Don't bet on it, but... Crazier things have happened. I think Todd Gurley's going to have another hard week. I think Todd Gurley, people might... It might be a tough year for Todd Gurley. Yeah. After they get watching tonight. That team is just so bad. They have no... They have Tavon Austin, don't get me wrong, but Tavon Austin's not your number one guy. They have no wide receivers. They have no one. I mean, they literally have no one. Like, I... Like, and I watched even Tavon Austin drop. So many guys were dropping passes. I'm like, you guys literally have nobody to fucking throw the ball to. It's, I felt bad for Casey Keenum. I think Rob Zombies really need uh, Dan Bailey to kick 17 points worth of field goals every week in order to be consistent. And it's just not. Yeah, well, because I mean, happen. they have Des Bryant, who, let's, let's be I'm honest. Uh, benching Des Bryant in every. I don't know. We haven't. He's going to be going up against. Josh Norman next week. And it's not even that. It's that I just want to see. But uh, he did nothing. He did nothing. And now he's playing up against a decent corner. So I expect him to do nothing again. Uh, Antonio Brown's going to probably go off. Now does Brandon Marshall bounce back? Does Demarius Thomas bounce back? Who knows? I think I think Elliott could do work against Washington. We just saw, saw what, San, or what uh, San Diego, what um, D'Angelo Williams just yeah, that's a shredded. whole. That's a whole nother beast. You have a lot of weapons that you got to worry about outside D'Angelo Williams for Saint for the for the Rams. Des Bryant's who gonna, who Des Bryant's gonna ca- cause. He's gonna get coverage. He's gonna get double coverage. Oh, you're talking. Bryant. Oh, you're is, talking about Elliot. You're saying Elliot could have a solid game. Oh yeah, Elliot's gonna fucking shred them. I don't know. I, mean, I don't D'Angelo know how Williams. D'Angelo Williams just shredded. Him, I don't dude. know how impressed I was with if if Zeke Elliot. Doesn't get in that end zone. He has a lackluster day. I, a I lackluster. He has a horrible. He kills you. Hey, but you know what? He's still got Spencer Ware. Who? Let's face it. He looks fucking legit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm picking uh, I'm picking Weapon X Project there. I think I think Brandon Marshall bounces back. I think Demarius Thomas bounces back against a terrible indie defense. I, I like Elliott. I think Gurley's gonna have a hard day. But you can't you can't take you can't take him out, so. I'm gonna go the opposite and I'm gonna pull the trigger on the zombies. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'm gonna go zombies there. All right, now we have the Godfather versus Johnson's out for Harambe. Yeah. So we got Rivers, Dalton. I like I like uh, David or David Johnson, especially after last week. Got. Gotta be kind of worried about Mark Ingram, but hopefully they can score a touchdown. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, he's good. Jeffrey, who knows? 
This is actually, I think, a really close match. Of... I like Matt Forte. Holy shit, did he do work. Yeah, he did, he did what Matt Forte does. And you know, everybody was expecting there to be some sort of like... Giant fall off and... And, just and like a work share. I didn't see it at all. No. You know what? I'm probably... I took the Godfather last week and I'm going to take him again. In that matchup. You know, after seeing some of this... I'm switching my pick to, and I'm. Oh, I guess I'm not switching my pick. I'm going with Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Demac Flop serving our reigning week one high score versus the Yetis, and Luck versus Denver D. Who knows about that one? I'm just gonna immediately go just from years past of when guys. Usually, the high score of the week has a tough, tough week the next week. Um, I don't know, man. The Yetis, they got Kirk Cousins as their starter. Drew Brees could light the Carlos Stry just had a huge night. D. Willie just had a night. He's got, he's got good guys. I think he's weak with Hilton. I think Hilton was way D overdrafted. Denver D could be bad, but they are in Denver. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be bad, but I don't, think, I don't think the Denver D will kill him. You know what I mean? I don't think they'll goose egg him. I think they'll give him a little bit. I think this could be a closer game than I thought, but I'm still going to stick with the flop. I am also going to go with flop. I think he's more well-rounded. I think yeah. he's got... I think, and, I think Kirk Cousins being in there alone hurts you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I will also go with the flop. Now to come to the Guru's game. Versus your reigning and defending champion... Third and Nazi. Yeah, who won this week? Won we, week one when we both won this week. Shit. I would have beat him this week had we played this week though. Um, my squad, I got and I put up 126 points, and that was with AP and Eddie Lacy getting me a combined 10 points, folks. So my team was right there to be had gone off big time as well, and I got goose egg by Barnage, but that's because my team's deep, baby. We're so deep. No, just Jameis Winston and Matt Ryan and Evans all decided to go so, off. So, I don't believe in Marcus Mariota, and Third Nazi does have Marcus Mariota, which is whatever. But at the same time, you got Matt Ryan. I mean, he did do good, but... Who's Matt Ryan playing next week? Playing Oakland. Yeah, you gotta love that. You have to love that. You as have to... you or as... Matt Ryan, did you not just see Drew Brees carve him up? Like he doesn't have to do what Drew Brees okay, did. Okay, so let's let's be honest. Are you trying to tell me that Matt Ryan is as good as Drew Brees? No, but let's take a hundred yards away from what Drew Brees did and two touchdowns away, and you still have over three hundred yards and two touchdowns. Is what I'm saying, which is realistic, extremely, because the Falcons were moving and Oakland's D. I'm sorry. You don't get, you don't go for a two point conversion. I don't like AP against Green Bay. I like AP against Green Bay. I like I like. I AP don't like Eddie Lacy against Minnesota. Minnesota either. Oh, this is when the backs are gonna duel it out. But I do think Evans could still be good. And I know, Arizona. and I know you're still a hater on Baldwin, even though he. No, I'm not at LA, dude. He single handedly beat at, you. Not at LA. Not at LA. And. Uh, after this week, Rowles... Larry Fitz could put on another showing. I mean, Barnage could actually do something this week, considering he's going to have a new a, quarterback. A good quarterback thrown to him. Or, well, not good, but better than RG3. Oh, does Brandon Cooks blow up again? Dude, I, I think Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham Jr. could both be 20-point yeah. well, players this week. Sneed will be working his way into my lineup one way or another. Evans, Baldwin, or Fitzy is gonna be sitting on the benchy. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna examine all categories because I think Willie Sneed, if you picked him up in your drafts, like I did, in every single league, is gonna be that wide receiver to have gotten. I don't know. I think I like uh, shit. I mean, like I don't know whose matchup I like more. This is kind of a flip em. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with myself in the flip em. <laughs> I'm gonna go with third and Nazi like I have on my sheet, and I believe that is all of the games. Yeah, that is all the games. All right, we need to hurry up and run through these last ones because it's all right. So we're gonna start off with uh, 
I went I went three and two in Dynasty League picks from last week. I I originally thought I went four and one, but it looks like we had a tie between the Redskinned Redskins and Tobias Funk Anal Rapist. And as we all know, there are no ties allowed. No, not in fantasy football. And so, of course, we go to the bench because what else are you gonna fucking go to? That's right. And. Tobias and a rapist outscored the Redskins Redskins bench by how many points? I think it was like uh, one point, two points, something like that. That is fucking close right there. Yeah, that's coming down to it. But uh, That means that a team that in the previous two years maybe won six games total yeah. has won their first game under new management. That's all right. That's nice. That's good to know. Um, but let's uh, get down and break down the things, and we'll start with my game versus... So the, keep the imp hand strong. The guru went 0-1-1? Yeah, I did. I fell. after My team put up 120 points, and we still lost. We lost to, I think, the second score. I was the third high score, I believe. Well, it sucks to suck. Yeah, it did suck. And keep the imp hand strong, on the other hand, put up a shitload of points. It, I was, it was 144 points that they put up, and that is a lot. Yeah, his team went off that. It was, honestly, it was the Ben Roethlisberger-Antonio Brown show. And it he's got that combo, and it's it's a nice combo to have. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of it, he's got Blake Bortles. Um, he's got one of the best running backs from week one, C.J. Anderson. Yep, Ryan Matthews. Mike Evans. Yeah. Fleener's his weakest. kind of... Uh, Toss up. He's got Robinson. Minnesota's D, which is going to be, should be, hopefully not as good for him as it was, you know, this past week. I think I can You're bang. Carolina's D, which should be good up against San Francisco, but not if it's the San Francisco yeah. Blaine Gabbert gunslinging motherfucker. Who knows he wasn't how to run, gunslinging. Too. I don't know. We'll see I'm what happens. Just saying. I don't know. I actually like my chances in this game against them. Um, I don't think I'm a, sh- a shoe-in to win by whatever, but from ma- matchups... Matchups and... Uh, oh, I need someone. Jimmy Graham's pretty much, I think, almost droppable at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna quite yet. I'm gonna let it ride for like, you know, four or five weeks, but uh, I think at some point I just have to come to terms with Jimmy Graham's a bum. So, uh, not a bum, same... but... You have the same combo as Jake, as Jake from LOE in mm-hmm. quarter wide receivers with the B Marsh, Marius Thomas. Yeah. So are you just hoping that they bounce back this week? Yeah, obviously B-Marsh I have got to. Pretty um, favorable. B Marsh, I am. Demarius Thomas, I have to too because he's playing against fucking. They both have favorable matchups. Yeah, they have I huge mean, matchups. Put up, yeah. Their defense looked like shit last week. I mean, is, is it the Rob Ryan effect? I don't know. And then I got to keep Willie Sneed in there too. Sneed. And yeah, we got Sneed sneaking into the lineup here. Uh, I'm going with the Impans because they just have a better team. I think my team's right there with them. I, don't, I mean, arguably, my quarterbacks can go with his quarterbacks. My running backs can go with his running backs. He has the advantage at wide receiver because of Antonio Brown. But I'll go, and I'll even almost put Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall had an off week last week, but typically, Brandon Marshall is right there with everyone else. Yeah, um, with the top is, guys, um, and I'll put I'll I'll put my guys against his guys. Um, I think I have any time, and and like I said, he was so also the high scorer. Hyde on his bench too, though. Yeah, he's got Hyde. Good. I hope he starts him. Yeah, but that's going up against the Carolina D. Right. Let's yeah. Let's let's do it. I'm going with the M. All right. Next, we got Tobias Funk anal rapist versus. My team, the Cosby Crew. Oh, I'm gonna look. Uh, I actually like his team a little bit. Wait, I think. Wait, he... So who who did I did I win last week? Did the Cosby Crew pick up a victory? Yeah, I believe they destroyed. How many points? What'd you guys? Players. What'd you put up? I believe it was 126 or 125 to like 80 something. Yeah, poor Mark. Mark, year in and year out, teams just lay down. Poor guy. <laughs> Shouldn't leave Melvin Gordon on your bench. Ugh. For bums. No, it was Kelvin Benjamin he left on his bench. And Gordon. No, Gordon he put in his flex. Oh, did he get him in there? Oh, okay. But my flex, Spencer Ware. Oh, you're all, he didn't even, you're all he didn't even better. <laughs> He's like, he didn't even better than this guy. All right, so I, I like my matchups here. Phillip Rivers can do what he does against Jacksonville. Rivers, Stafford. 
Foster, where? Well, Foster might come out for Langford, but I don't know. Yeah, I gotta say I like your team there too. You're you're deeper than them. Beckham, Nelson, you know Julius Thomas. You gotta think Marvin Kansas Jones. City's defense plays better. Yeah, I definitely gotta think that's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm picking the Cosby Crew here. <laughs> I'm gonna go with you too. Um, make America Deflate Again versus the CM Kings. I've got the Kings to win this because of Winston, but if they don't pick up a quarterback, they're kind of fucked because they have no quarterback outside of Winston that can start because Griffin's injured. So, you know what? I'm actually going to change that pick to the Kings. make deflate, make America deflate again just because I would rather take a shitty Cousins over a broken I'm going to go with the Kings. I want the. I think the champ's gonna get knocked off, and I believe didn't the the champ lose last week? Did the champ lose last week? Make deflate America deflate again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he lost last week. Could the curse from the LOE have transferred over to the Dynasty League? That would be crazy. <laughs> All right. So then there's the Redskin Redskins versus the Shy Town, or the Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks. I'm going with the heart attacks because I think Alex Smith and Eli Manning is a great combo. I like Jonathan Stewart versus San Francisco. Yeah, I'm also going to roll like with Des the Shy City hot dogs. I don't like Des either, but... But, I mean, it's better than Deshaun Jackson. Right, Michael exactly. Cobb, Martellus Bennett. Yeah. yeah, no, this seems pretty... Uh... All right. Uh, Gotham City Road versus the Pittsburgh Feelers. Now, I mean, does it really, do we even have to go through the... Teams, I mean, I'm gonna say Rogue because yeah, I'm gonna go with Gotham City too. The feelers didn't at all. And yeah, until the they feelers. start putting up points, it doesn't matter. You're starting Tory Smith. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, no, that was a horrible move. Not that it would have helped him had he even had the switch. Did Tory Smith even have a catch? Uh, yeah, he had some some plays, but I think, but I mean, let's find out real quick. Let's see what Tory Smith did because we both kind of made fun of that. Watch, he's like, I ripped it. No, he did nothing. Yeah. yeah no, he did. Two for 13 yards. No, there's uh, a point. Uh, you One point versus bench. the points you could have gotten from uh, Calvin Benjamin. Uh. All right. Well, that wraps up this week, folks. Yeah. Check it out next week. Until then. Fuck off. <laughs>